Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. I'm Mark Francis, again, once again, your host for today. I'm excited to be in the podcast booth again this week because I have a couple new faces to, to chat with. Um, We've been hearing about the Sanfords for months now, <laughs> and they are now finally here in person. It's not a figment of your imagination. Not a figment of the imagination. <laughs> I have Tim Sanford and Sue Sanford. How are you guys? We are doing, we are doing great. Good. Yeah. So this, I'm catching you right on the tails of the big move. Yes. So hopefully you guys have um, awoken from the chaos. We haven't recovered yet. We haven't no. recovered yet. No, we're still... We're still yes. Second day on the job here <laughs> yes. at FBC um, for us. So as you're watching and listening to this, um, you know, just keep in mind this. This is very new to have yeah. you guys here in town. So you might need to remind me because this is even new for us. So it's going to be you're the pastor of discipleship. Yes. Is your title. Yes. And um, yeah. there is an ongoing joke here at Fellowship Bible Church. <laughs> You might have heard, but it's always about when Tim comes, oh, X, Y, and Z will happen. Okay. When Tim comes, this will work out. When Tim comes, this uh -oh. changes. Uh -oh. So if you haven't heard that yet, I haven't. <laughs> I think John Van Drunen is going to make a T-shirt for all of us to say uh, Tim is now here. That's so yes. funny. So there, there is a lot no of things, pressure. a lot yeah. of anticipation yeah. for your yeah. um, arrival. So. I want to give nervous. Now we're getting nervous. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to give the congregation the opportunity to get to know you guys. Oh, so okay. enough of me talking. I'll open it up. Just walk us through. Just tell where are you from, first of all? Like, and maybe it's, this is a two part question. One yeah. for Sue and one for Tim. Yeah. Well, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. Grew up not uh -huh. too far uh, north of here. Probably about, what, four hours, I guess, of drive. So, um yeah, grew up in a Christian home and uh, in a missions organization my parents were involved with. So knew about the Lord at an early age, got saved at an early age. Um, and really growing up in that environment, it was kind of, uh, I'll say, an unwritten or an expectation that, you know, you're going to follow along in missions kind of a thing. Yeah. Huh. But I had other things that I wanted to do. And so there was struggles of all that kind of stuff. Um Ultimately, ended up going to uh, Bible school in Michigan, and that's where we met because she grew up in that town. Well, and I think first, like you went to Venezuela, and that kind of was the thing Got, that made you made it real. Made yeah. It real so that that was something I wanted to do rather uh -huh. than just what was expected. But yeah, yeah. But that's where we met. So you yes. grew up in I was Michigan. only five, no yeah. six. Yeah. <laughs> of course. We didn't I get see the, I see the disparity. I'm in trouble with the yes. law now. <laughs> anyway, um, no, so I grew up in the town where the Bible school was in Jackson, Michigan. And so my parents, when I was fifteen, decided to sell everything, move across town, and go to Bible school and become missionaries. Hmm. So um yeah. I told him I would go and not give him any trouble, but um, I just did not want to do that. We all called it the Indian place, and it was just weird to us. But <laughs> um, So anyway, but while there, um, I saw just the coolest change in my dad especially, and my mom too, but just learning yeah. um, 
to walk with the Lord. And um, so just seeing that change as a teenager and my parents was huge for me. And so they had asked each of us to consider going to Bible school for six months after graduation. They didn't care what we did with our life. You know, Um, they would be supportive. They just asked that we do six months of Bible somewhere. So um, I really did not want to do that, but I uh, ended up you know, humbling myself and, and <laughs> telling him I would do that. And so I went to Bible school and yeah, that's where that's we where met. met. And yeah. so, yeah, I actually, um, sometimes wonder if I got saved in Bible school. Mm. I, I feel like I was raised in a Christian home. I knew the gospel. I mean, I did the say the prayer thing. I went forward every week in Awana, you know, because <laughs> you're scared you're going <laughs> to yeah. go to, you know. Yeah. So I just thought, okay, but in Bible school is when I really understood the big picture. Mm. And um, so I yeah. don't know. Lord Interesting. Knows, but yeah. yeah. Well, so how many students are at that Bible school at any given time? Which is around 150. Is yeah. it still, I mean, yeah. it's still there today? No. No, it's not. No, it actually, uh, so the organization had two Bible schools, mm-hmm. one there and one in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And just what in the last couple of years, I guess it's been yeah, that they shut that Jackson one down and merged okay. all together over in Waukesha. Got so yeah. we were serving there the last 10 years. Um, that's part of our whole journey. OK, we'll, we'll to get that to too, that but, story. Yeah. Yeah. So it, a small amount of students, 150. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Saying, yeah. At a yeah. Time. Very small college. Yeah. Good place to meet people then, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. 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 So so the organization was called New Tribes Mission at one uh-huh. time, right? Yep. And right. so that place, they would teasingly say it's uh, New Tribes Bridal School. Okay. Yeah. Because there were so many people getting engaged. I think there were getting, 13 couples yeah, our, like semester our semester. Our semester, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. like, oh. It's a race to the yes. finish line. <laughs> so if you guys met, then how long did it take to progress to where you got engaged and got married? Oh. Well, we met actually at like my high school. I was, I was the end of my high yes. school year when yes. he came in. So he came in the January semester. So that was my last semester of high school. So we, we kind of started hanging out a little around the time I was graduating in May. So we, we, we dated from May and then got married the following August, not, not that August, but the following year. year. Yeah. Yeah. So did you graduate together? Or separate no, classes? We separate were separate classes, classes yeah. but I graduated early with his class because he actually was going to flight school. Mm-hmm. And so in order to go do that, we needed obviously to go together. So um, yeah. so I just graduated with his class hmm. and yeah. we went, to, went yeah. to flight school for him. And then what's the next steps? Obviously, you have this heart for missions, yeah. a heart for just sharing the gospel to those around. So when you graduate and you get married, then kind of yep. what are the next steps that then yeah. lead you into ministry? Well, for us, um, like I felt like the Lord wanted me in aviation, missionary aviation. So we had to go get all that training and that was in Grand Rapids. So that's what she's referring to. We spent the next three years up there in a church, um, youth leaders, that okay. kind of a thing, while I was also getting all this training. And then um, when we were done with that, then we came back into the new tribes training and they have what they call uh, their missions institute. It's the middle phase. And we did that in Canada and loved it there, learned a lot, grew a lot. Um, and then typically you would go, then the next phase would be like a language study kind of thing. But because we were in the aviation wing, we went to Arizona mm. and they have specialized training there. 
So we did all of that stuff. And then we were assigned to the Philippines to go there and serve. And it was right in that whole process that my dad was um, terminally ill, mm. passed away. Mm. And right around that time, then the organization asked us to stop doing what we were doing and go back to where we had been in training in mm. Canada. And we went on staff there and began to teach and train. Mm. And we did that for almost 10 years, I guess it was. Um, finished that and got back into the aviation Again, thinking, okay, now we're going to pick up where we left off and keep yeah. going. And uh, went through all the training again, and we're assigned to Venezuela. And, uh, you know, people may not remember, but Venezuela was going through real political issues at that time. Yeah. Our organization got pretty much kicked out of the villages. So aviation was no longer needed down there. And um, at that time, we were asked again to uh, go back to Arizona and join the leadership team there. You're bouncing all over yeah. Oh, we have moved yeah. so many times. <laughs> so, this is our 20th move. So yes. the move into Winchester move. is piece of cake. No, uh, it was no. not a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, when we moved to Michigan, we thought, this is it. This is My it. whole yep. family's yeah. there. Yeah. 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 You know, we, we settled we in. Fine. We were really thinking that was it. Yeah. So this was a big move yes. for yes. us. Well, yeah. when you say aviation, does that mean that you're flying the planes? Yes. So you're yep. a pilot. Yep. Wow. Yeah. In That's our organization, cool. they want you to be a pilot and a mechanic. So you have to get training on both sides of that. And a missionary. And a missionary. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And a pastor. Yeah. And, yeah. All yeah. Right. It's the longest it, for uh, new tribes is training. It's the longest amount of training that any per it's about 10 year process. Wow. To go through all that. And so, yeah, it's it's long and expensive and hard and. But those were growing years for us, right? Yeah. More than what we probably even knew. Was well, and with. I think, too, when we were in the missions training part of things, like you you had grown up and the flight um, had kind of started where he yes. grew up. And yeah. so it was kind of like a novelty. And there was this thing about flying, you know. But I think as we were there in the missions training, he began to realize how much he loved yeah. Teaching, mm. teaching, discipling. Yes. Mm. We were, so we actually talked to the staff there about it. Like yeah. he did. He said, man, I'm just feeling this, you know, urge to like want to teach and be with people and not necessarily just just flying in and out, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and they said, I mean, how we handled it, how they kind of said, you know, when you go into the um, into the bush You'll be ministering to the missionaries. And that was great. So yeah. it was like, okay, well, let's go do yeah. that. But then the yeah. Lord just really turned it. Yeah. And when, when we ended up going back there, and I think when we went back there on staff, we were very young um, yeah. to be in the yeah. missions mm. leadership training. Mm -hmm. We were 24 and 26 at the time, mm. which is extremely young. But there was a team there that was so well, fabulous us. about they mentoring us. us. Yeah. yeah. Neat. Yeah, so you were able to get poured into yes. with oh, for sure. people. For sure. Yeah. Really, no matter where you were, kind of yep. have that yeah. that family Super atmosphere yes. of yep. that. Yeah. That's great. Well, yeah. let's talk about family. Mm -hmm. So yeah. as you're bouncing around from place to place, you married and and I know at least one of your sons, yeah. Ben here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ben Sanford is here on staff, and many of you guys who are watching, listening might know him, or you might not, because he's behind the scenes yeah. in tech booth and production world. Yeah. Talk to us about your family children and yeah. uh how many 
So what are the have, names? We have um, four original kids, mm-hmm. and then we now have four more. So um, they're all they married, married now. Yeah. Right. And so uh, <clears throat> our oldest daughter and her husband live in Michigan, and he is um, uh, a fabricator. And they actually are thinking of moving out here to Winchester, <clears throat> too. They're planning to move out in the fall. They have uh, four yeah. children now. And... Um, so, yeah, they're just a really neat couple, and we're super happy they're coming because we had to say goodbye to them in Michigan. Yeah. That was yeah. really hard. Yeah. So um, then our um, oldest son, the next one down, he and his wife are now in Pennsylvania. They were with the same, are with the same mission that we were with before and were in Papua New Guinea last year, um, had a lot of medical um Things happen mm-hmm. over there, and so they're home getting those figured out. But they're now only three and a half hours away, or four or so, with mm-hmm. their two little girls, which is fabulous. Yeah. And then we have another daughter who's in Missouri with her husband. He is a general contractor, like um, builder, yeah, a builder. Yeah. And so they are living there. And they actually, before we were even talking about here, they'd been talking to Ben about moving here after they were in Missouri for a year. So they wow, already had plans to come. So we're hoping we're that being we're inundated. Are taking over. Winchester is being inundated. Yes, so that's be, great. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, and then Ben and Ashley. Um, yep. Yeah. So we're so thrilled to be here. And even yep. just with Ben and Ash getting to be living near them, you know, mm-hmm. just getting married, we're planning yeah. all sorts of fun things together. We're, yes. what we're going to do. Well, so. we're definitely excited to have you here. Yeah. And so I'm not sure where we left off with the story of you bouncing around from place to place, but walk us through these last few years, okay. even of your ministry and, and it seemed like God was leading you into more teaching role yeah. into something that was more of a permanent, not as much traveling around kind of role. Am I right about that? Well, like I had, I had been involved clear back from when we returned to Canada. Um, that was 10 years of just solid teaching stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when we got back into the aviation, um, so the aviation department started back uh, with some guys who had come out of World War II and aviation itself is very regimented and so the atmosphere of that whole department was very, uh, I'll call, I'll say strict, mm-hmm. right? And as an organization, we were recognizing there's, there needs to be some more grace uh, that's impacting this. Interesting. So when I came on board there, that, that began a process over the next 10 years of trying to change that culture too. So there was a lot of teaching involved and a lot of travel to all these different countries where we were located. Mm. So that was another, we, we've kind of been working in 10 year increments pretty much. Mm-hmm. So when we finished there, then we came, moved back to Jackson, Michigan, where the Bible school was at. And I again, took on a full-time teaching role there. And we, we love that. That's um, one of the things that I love about teaching is it, it helps people connect with you. Hey, can I talk to you about yeah. something you're teaching on? And yeah. all of a sudden you're into life stuff with them. So but when we moved back there, there was something about that that we just felt like, you know what? I wonder if the Lord is leading us out of this organization. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't really pursue that. It's not like we were aggressive or anything. But, you know, Ben moved out here and he's like, hey, you guys need to move out. And we're thinking, no, that's not <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, um, we were contacted by the church in regards to Woodstock mm. and the whole thoughts behind that. 
we came out and met and prayed about it and felt like, no, that's not what we think the Lord wants for us. Mm -hmm. And returned back to it and kind of didn't give it any more thought until, again, we get a call saying, hey, what about this whole discipleship mm -hmm. thing? Well, that's what we've really been doing in all right. of these different contexts. Right. So it just, Lord led us down that path. and It was really cool because when we came out for that meeting with with the whole Woodstock idea and things like that, um, one of the guys was talking about, well, Ben came to do the internship here, mm -hmm. yeah. right? right. Yeah. And so um, we were really impressed by that internship and yeah. how he was being mentored, knowing that like we had really benefited from people speaking mm -hmm. into our lives mm -hmm. and really loving what he was, um, you know, yeah, yeah. How, how they how they were doing that. So when we were sitting in that meeting and one of the guys said something about, yeah, and if you came, you know, and down there, you could also maybe be a part of the uh, uh, yeah. the internship program. And I'm like, oh, that is what we would love discipleship. You know, mm, we just yeah. love to disciple and um, be with people and that kind of thing. But that just didn't at the time uh, didn't yeah. really work out. Yeah. And so this time when <clears throat> when they called and said, hey, you know, just where are you guys at? What are you doing? That kind of thing. Um, we felt like that was just a really good fit for us. Yeah. Um, we we're excited yeah. about yeah. being here and yeah. Being a part of what the Lord's doing, already doing here. Yeah. You know, really yes. already doing here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah no, so. that's, it's neat to see how God works. Yes. And how he prepares you. Yes. For the next step, whether you know that's happening or not. That's right. Exactly. Know? And yeah. so, yeah. and he equips you yep. to, to be able to have that ability to be able to have that next step mm -hmm. uh, be fruitful. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, where do if I ask you both, what are you passionate about? You know, what what is it that drives you? What is yeah. it that motivates you each day? What is what are you passionate about? Well, my first word would be Jesus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like that verse where it talks about um I, I said this in one of the meetings before and I can't I can't remember the two disciples. It's uh Andrew and James or something who it says, you know, that the people were in awe because they were uneducated men, but they had been with Jesus. Mm, yeah. And I think that's for me over these last years, just like that's my passion. It's like this world is tough. Mm -hmm. Circumstances are tough. But, yeah. um, you know, the our our uh, fellowship with the Lord and that relationship with him. That's what gives us hope and um, joy and all of those things yeah. that, that the world's missing. And we just want so desperately for people to know that in the midst of all of this hard things that happen in the world, there is hope and there is joy. Mm. And it's uh, yeah. a relational yeah. um, thing with the yeah. Lord. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think, too, like we were so benefited by people yeah. investing in our lives mm. I can think of a handful, five guys or so that um, I would call them mentors, mm. all all 10 years or more older than me, loved us enough um, to walk through life with us, speak into situations, mm -hmm. open up their lives to us. And I think um, like we've benefited so much, I think, by that. I think we've grown in our understanding of the Lord and a mm -hmm. love for him. Mm -hmm. There were times, I think, earlier on in our adult life where we were probably, can I say, more obedient than loving, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. of the Lord. And yeah. I think over the years, he's been teaching our mm -hmm. hearts 
about himself and we've fallen in love with him more and more. And so that process of investment in our lives has been, um, I would say it this way, I'm I'm not, oh, I hope this comes across well. <laughs> we might need to edit this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, keep going. I'm not passionate about discipleship. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about like what she's talking about as yeah. far as the Lord and yeah. Yeah. his life being lived out in mine. Uh-huh. And discipleship is a means to help see some of that happen, right? Right. right. So ultimately, we get involved in all of that. But it's like, um, I say it this way, it's like the Lord gives you a front row seat of what's going on in another person's Mm -hmm. life as he is, because really, obviously, it's him doing it, right? Right. As he is changing them and conforming them into the likeness of his son, you get to be a part of that. And And you're a vessel, you're being used by God in that way. Yeah. And you know what? There's something going on internally within oh, yourself oh, when that's oh, yes. as well. Yes. You know, so it's not oh, just yeah. a one-way street. Exactly. Yeah. And to me, this is an ironic thing. So when I was in way back to Bible school, they had a evangelism program and you had to go out. It was street witnessing kind of stuff. I hated it. <laughs> part because I didn't want to like talk to somebody on the street like yeah. that. But in part because there was this one guy who had the semester before us who had done that and someone had gotten saved mm. and now he was discipling that person. Mm. And I heard about that and I thought I would never know how to do that. So I didn't, this is weird. I didn't want to witness to somebody cause I was afraid they get saved and then I would have to disciple them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was afraid. And isn't it ironic that what, when we look back on the history of our lives, we see discipleship is the place mm. where he's been putting us, mm-hmm. the very things that we're afraid of at times, he helps us to realize, you know what, with him. Yeah. Because really, again, it's you're sometimes you're sitting there going, Lord, what do I say in this moment? And he gives you something to speak mm-hmm. that reaches the heart of that individual. You don't even know, you know, sometimes. I think you've already touched on this, but put into maybe more f- uh, definitive words, discipleship. It's a nebulous word, especially yeah, in is. Christian circles. Yeah, it is. Different people have different ideas of what it looks like. Even here for yeah. fellowship, you know, we we talk about it yeah. a lot. We want discipleship to take place, and how are we? We're here to prepare and deploy dependent disciples. Is our yeah. name just so? Unpack that word a little bit for us, and then at the same time, how you see what you think you're called to do here, yeah. or pastor of discipleship. Sure, what. And I understand I've been here on staff for several years and I can understand roles change and evolve as God leads. But just in this place yeah. right now. Yeah. What does that look like to you? Um, I would say I think that's a great question because I think that there's, in my opinion, anyways, a lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. I think that people think that discipleship is very formal. Right. I think they think that you're supposed to put this in your life and put this in your life. And, and you know, at the end of the day. If you um, shine a ultraviolet light on it, so to speak, you know, yeah. like you, you actually find out, well, that's a lot of performance oriented kind of thinking. Right. Right. And so, yes. Yeah. yeah. And we get pretty proud over that because I've got those things checked off. But I look at that and say discipleship is really um, helping an individual uh, follow after the Lord. And sometimes that means that they have to kind of follow you as you follow the Lord. Sometimes mm-hmm. that means they learn from your mistakes and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, but it's, um, an openness with them so that they're free to be open back with you and where the spirit of God can begin to 
chisel away at the areas of need, at um, helping them to understand more truth, new truth, whatever, so that they're growing and maturing, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. I think of, uh, what is it in Matthew where he says, teaching them to observe all things. Well, what in the world does that mean? Like, it's not just with your eyes mm. to observe. It's no, to put it into practice. Right. right? right. And there's something um, I think what we benefited from those mentors was they helped us to tie a truth to a practice and put those That's two together. I was say. Applying truth to your everyday life. Yes. I feel like that is discipling people to apply what we know, because mm -hmm. yeah. a lot of us have been raised in church and heard things, but applying it to my everyday thinking <laughs> throughout the day, yeah. decisions I'm making. And yeah, because yeah. you're going to hear this time and time again from us. It's a little saying you're thinking determines your attitude, which determines your actions. Mm -hmm. Right. So so there's a need for our thinking to be changed. No wonder he says, think on these things, right. let this mind be in you, like yeah. all of that kind of stuff. That's going to actually affect a settled conclusion and attitude that I have. And guess what? My actions are going to flow out of that. We get that reversed and we think, well, we got to stop these particular actions. We don't realize the problem is clear back here in our thinking, mm -hmm. right? So, so I feel like, um, I mean, I know that the elders and uh, pastors are talking about all this. Some of this is still going to be developed out. But I, I understand that I'm going to be more involved with um, obviously doing some discipleship myself. Right. But trying to encourage and help others do that as well. If there's training that they need or encouragement or whatever help so that Everyone is looking at themselves as a person who needs discipleship, mm -hmm. right? And, but also someone who's able to disciple another. Yeah. Every one of us should be in a position right. where we kind of look back on life right. and see somebody else traveling that life. Right. And we're able to invest because it's, again, something I think that the Lord is doing through it's, us. Part of I'm hearing is also just having an awareness as yeah. as an individual, having our antennas up, our radar up yes. to where when a situation, it could be, yes. you know, on a golf course with somebody. Right. It could be at somebody's house. You're just hanging out. It could be right. you, you end up just inviting a neighbor. Hey, let's just go on a walk. It doesn't have to be an intentional. Exactly. We're sitting down right. in a church classroom right. one on one yeah. with a book and right. go through it. Now, that's great as yeah. well. Yeah. And there's time and place for that. But it's I think just having an awareness of life. Yes. <laughs> and the circumstances that we as believers yes. are called to disciple yes. on an ongoing basis. Yes. Yeah. It comes yeah. in yeah. so many contexts. Yeah. It's, oh. it's just not it's just not one. context. Yeah. And we're all doing it. <clears throat> if you're a parent, you're already discipling right. your children. Right. Or you ought to be. Anyways, be. Right. Like, yeah. And you don't think of yourself as someone like that. And so, oh, I could never do that. You're passing on mm -hmm. what you've learned in life. Well, this this is no different in the spiritual realm, right? Like what is God teaching my heart? And am I willing to share that with others and pass that mm -hmm. on? So they begin to glean some of that mm -hmm. too. And, mm -hmm. and do it in a way mean, that maybe it does become more intentional yes. down the road. Yeah. And, yeah. and that sounds what, what you're at this point in life right now, where you're yeah. realizing this is something, this is a calling. I want to be more intentional yeah. in how I work with others and disciple others and train yeah. and pass on what God has shown me. Yeah. But from a, part of anybody at FBC, it's just, I, again, I just hear you saying just yeah. awareness of just the situational moments right. that you can have, whether right. it's one-on-one, one-on-two, -on -one, community group level, in the yeah. lobby at FBC, after church, talking with somebody, yeah. hey, how are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, 
How's life going? What has God right. been teaching you lately? It just ramping up the spiritual conversations a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. To have yep. that God yep. awareness. Yeah. And, and I think, too, when like when we truly are caring about a person, because we believe that God cares about that person. Right. Like that. Mm -hmm. What you're describing mm -hmm. is just going to be part of the flow Natural. of that. Right. Yeah. If we think of them as a project. Now I've got to have my formal and I've got to have all this stuff together. Right. And I right. go, oh, my, I'm worried about all that kind of stuff. I have to have the answers for the questions they might right. throw me. Right. Yeah. But when it's personal, you think of the Lord again, walking with his disciples. Right. And everything that you read in the Gospels about that, there's just this interaction that he has with him and ebb and flow and teach. Oh, hey, what were you guys talking about there? Right. Oh, my word. You know, we don't want to tell him what we were just talking about. <laughs> who's who's the best in the kingdom here? Right. And all that kind of stuff. It just. Yes. Yeah, again, it's the life of Christ. Yeah. That's being great. displayed in our mortal body, flowing out through us, right? That's great. Amazing stuff. And well, it's him that will do the work. That's right. Right, exactly. It's him that will All do the work. empowerment that's is done right. with him in the spirit to yep. lead us and guide yep. us. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'll give you just one opportunity just to share with the congregation listening, you know, what what nuggets would you want to say? Just the welcoming, we'll, we'll be welcoming you. Well, <laughs> but is any anything uh, that you think uh, that you'd want to pass on to us, just kind of your excitement of being here? We are definitely excited yes, to be we here. Are. Yeah, we, we are been... looking forward to meeting all of you. Yes. And we want to have you in our home. Yep. And I know there's a lot of you. <laughs> Might take a while, but, yeah. yes. but yeah. we are. We really are excited to yes. get to know people. And yep. and uh, our family is coming and going to be here. And we, we honestly, the biggest thing that the Lord has laid on my heart is um, in going through uh, Acts has been Barnabas. And it talks about Barnabas. They sent Barnabas because he was a good man. And that word good mm. was health giving. Mm. And I think yeah. that's what we desire to be mm. is in any context that the Lord puts us in. Yeah. We would love to be health giving. And if he chooses to use us that way, we are on board. Yep. You know, if he yep. doesn't, then that's OK, too. But mm -hmm. um, that's that's what our hope and prayer is, that somehow we can be health giving. That's yeah. great. Being sent here yeah. by the Lord. Yep. So yep. that's great. Well, we're all excited to have you. As I said, when Tim comes, <laughs> here, here we are. We, things will yeah. happen. No, but we're excited. There, uh, I'll be honest. There was a buzz in a positive way when you came and had a, a sermon. That was several weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, from the pulpit and yeah. just the excitement of hearing what your passion and excitement yeah. is, and and now we get a chance to hear from Sue and. Mm -hmm. Hear the accent. I'm, you know, oh, that's, no, the yes, accent. it's amazing. <laughs> We're here in the, in the South now in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. she's going to have to change that. I won't know. She? My kids yeah. used to come out and say, Mom, say dollar. Yeah. <laughs> dollar? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it's great, you know, just oh, the, yeah. the freshness of having new faces here because, yes, it is sad that we are losing a couple of, uh, of our recent yes. pastors, you know, John yeah. and Charlie and recently yeah. Don. Yeah. So now to have the fresh faces and voices here with, well, the, with you guys. We missed out excited. on them. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. I know as we've well, gotten to know them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are excited because I know that there will be some times in the summer where you will be in the pulpit. So yeah. we'll hear more about that yep. down the road. Yep. Um, just throw you right into the fire. I know. Right Mark, away. He doesn't waste any time. No. You're at it. He's like, I got vacation. To yeah, do. You know? that's right. <laughs> so how about you doing it? Okay. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for sitting down with, yeah, with us you. here. Thank and you. we're excited to get a chance to continue to know you um, yeah. here at FBC over the many, many years to come. And um, for guys, for you guys watching and listening, um, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Submit your questions, you know, let it keep 
letting us know what you want to hear from. We are going to be continually sharing more stories from people here at the church in the next couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, for all the other podcasts, go to the Sermon Spotlight one, the Global Church one. There's great stuff happening over there with our missions program as well. So thanks for watching and listening. And until we chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day.